What's up, world? Welcome to a new episode of the Brian Janu Show. As you already know, I am Brian Janu. Like always, man, I'm on all podcast platforms everywhere. Also, social media platforms, Brian Janu Show. Uh, man, and YouTube channel, Brian Janu Show. Social media platforms you can find Brian Janu Show is TikTok and Instagram. Um, and Facebook. And I do have a Twitter, but I don't really use it like that. But I'll talk about that next time. <laughs> um... And, uh, yeah, my YouTube channel, Brian Janus Show. Shout out to everybody, man. I just hit uh, over 100 subscribers on YouTube, so that's pretty fucking cool. Uh, you know, moving up on these YouTube, man. So shout out to everybody that's following, everybody that's watching, everybody that's subscribing. I appreciate you, appreciate you. I hope you continue to like the content uh, that I'm providing. Um, yeah, so let's get into it. Today is the, my 300 episode, by the way, so of this podcast, man, so anybody that has been supporting me for 300 episodes going on four years of doing this, man, I appreciate you guys so, so, so much, uh, and let's get into it, but today's episode is Life and Times with Music, okay, and the artist, okay, so Life and Times with Music has been so much fun, speaking of 300 episodes, Life on Times of Music has been so much fun. Uh, I've actually had a chance to create so many different avenues and ways to talk about music. And I said this numerous times when I started this podcast, what I wanted to talk about. And um, I'm so looking forward to what the future holds. You know, uh, this is one of the last few episodes of season seven. Um, I want to say hey, this is episode 39. So, uh, got one more wrestling life. I won't do, excuse me, wrestling life. So, Night of Champions. Um, I know Night of Champions is May 27th. So, that's going to be uh, the second to last episode. And, of course, I'm going to close out this series, this season. Um, what uh, episode? But I have no idea how I'm going to, I'll probably just talk. But uh, but Life of Times Music has been so much fun. And um, season eight will be no exceptions to that rule. Uh, more top ten lists, more debates, more talk about artists in depth. I'm getting really into my musical love. Uh, more, I promise, a lot of things this upcoming season that I didn't get a chance to really do. But uh, I'm going to be doing the era uh, shows, which I'll probably start season eight with that. Uh, because I've been saying I'm going to do uh, era shows, and I'm finally probably going to talk about the era shows. Um, you know, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, like the 90s, the 2000s, and 2010s. And speaking of the era shows, and no, this is how you know I've been doing podcasts for a long time, because this man that I'm talking about for Life of Times Music has pretty much dominated in the musical space for 30 years you know i was born in 94 so for 30 years this man has been in the musical space since the 90s man the late 90s early 2000s 2010s man and he has had a hell of a career an impeccable uh catalog in music but also with his acting career he's one of the rare few that has transitioned into becoming an actor so effortlessly um one of my favorite artists, I told you guys I will talk about him one eventually, and today is that day, man. I grew up on him. 
I loved his group. Uh, loved his first project. Loved his second project. His second project is iconic. And when he came back with his third, I was 100% sold that this man is one of the greatest to ever do it. Now, you might not want to say it because you got some some reservations about him. Say what you want to say. But the kid from Tennessee is a fucking beast. That man is Justin Timberlake. Okay, January 31st. Aquarius, man. January 31st. We should have said birthday, which is crazy as hell to say. But January 31st, Justin Timberlake, man. Um, <sighs> yes. JT. Um, the original Justin. God damn it. Um, I became a fan of Justin Timberlake, like I said, uh, when I was a kid. Um, NSYNC. Yeah, probably one of the first black kids that, probably one of the only few black kids that liked NSYNC. Um, I fucked with NSYNC. I fucked with NSYNC. NSYNC was the shit. You kiss my ass. Tell me that they weren't. I wasn't really into the Backstreet Boys like that. I didn't fuck the Backstreet Boys like that. I fucked with NSYNC. Reason why I fucked with NSYNC, because I used to watch them on Disney. They used to come and do Disney uh, concerts when I was a kid. It used to be them. I think Ryan Gosling, which is crazy to say. It was like the Mickey House, Mickey Mouse Clubhouse. It really was. And I remember when they first blew up and they used to come on Disney and they used to do concerts and they used to re, redo, uh, they used to cover the Jackson 5 and all these other artists and they used to do all these, these, these songs and songs I was growing up on and then they would go and I'm watching Disney Channel and these white kids are singing the same shit I grew up on. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on? Like, <laughs> like. And, and, and I just got, like, I was like, damn, this, this is fire. And we always knew Justin Timberlake was going to be the star of the group because it always looked like he was going to be the guy. And, you know, man, I, I loved Insane, man. I think Insane was one of those groups, man, that you just respected. Um, bye, bye, bye. You know, you're tearing out my heart, shit like that. Like, I just said, but the last album, Celebrity, that last album they had, man, gone. I talked about this when I did White Noise, the episode when I talked about Ed Sheeran, Justin Timberlake, Eminem, guys like that, that white artist that I love, gone by Justin Timberlake, and, well, NSYNC, <laughs> gone by NSYNC was probably the first time I realized, like, wow, there is other artists that can sing and do R&B so balanced that I, I also fuck with. And Gone made me a huge fan of Justin Timberlake. And I knew it was probably going to be the last album that they were going to put out. And so I was like, man, this, it, this dude goes and does his real shit his way. He is going to kill it. Um, and fast forward the tape, but they broke up. They ended their group, what, in 2000, 2001? Yeah, about like 2000, 2001. And next time you look up, he's... You know, just Timberlake. Like he's, he drops the Justified album, and it's just like rock your body pops and just goes crazy. And then you know, Cry Me a River just solidified it. You know what I'm saying? Like solidified it. When you actually hear Pharrell talk about how the Neptune songs off of Justified was for Michael Jackson in the Invincible album. Because they both, because Mike dropped in 2001. Yeah, Mike album dropped in 2001. It might have been the last Michael Jackson album that he physically did. Um, yeah, that dropped in 01. 
and then Justify came out like maybe two a year or two after that. So yeah, two year like a year a year after that. So to have Pharrell say I made that entire that the Justified songs that I gave Justin Timberlake that was for Michael Jackson. So it's it, you can see why it felt like something that Mike probably would fuck with. Um, but you know, uh, you know, with him and Eclipse, Eclipse is such a big act, and of course Pharrell was cool was cool with the Eclipse. They grew up together, so you know, um, that was a big look. And like I said, Cry Me a River was the an incredible revenge song. Like, let's be real. Like, if, <laughs> let's be real. Cry Me a River was the shit. Like, 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 like you was, that was the first time you realized, like, yo, this motherfucker about that shit. Like, 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 like that was the shit. Senorita. Oh, that, song, that song's fucking fire, man. Let me love, uh, yeah, like, yeah, man. Like, I love you with the clips. Man, that, that whole album's fire. Rock Your Body, man. Like, it just was a phenomenal body of work for his debut album. It did what it's supposed to do. Um, I'm not going to hear I'm not here to, you know, get into what happened at the Super Bowl. Everybody knows what happened at that Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Everybody knows what happened at that Super Bowl. But um, do I think he should have did more to protect Janet Jackson in a sense? Definitely. He definitely should have. But at the but when you when you are a new act, which he is a new act, he was a new act, even though we've known him for a long time, but he was for the first time breaking out on his own. You gotta do whatever you do to protect your shit. Not saying it's right. No, no, no. I'm not saying it's right. But once you hear a lot of these stories of people in this industry protecting their interests, regardless of how it hurts other people. You can understand why so many people were so protective of him and kind of just was like, you know, whatever to one of the greatest artists of all time is Janet Jackson. So it just, it just didn't, a lot, he lost a lot of people, particularly black people in that sense, because he just, he just, he just didn't protect Janet Jackson. And, and I get it. <laughs> I get it. Um, 100% I get it. Um, and then he, he took a, he took a, like I said, he, he went into the acting world and became an actor by that time. And some of his movie roles were getting, you know, a lot of a good acclaim and he was starting to do a lot of more acting and then it rolls into what, 2006? Yeah. Oh, six. Yeah. So it took, it took like four years, four or five years before he actually dropped um uh future sex and love sounds it love sounds like it took a long time for him to drop that out man like future sex and love sounds it's it took a minute for him to drop that album it took like four or five years for him to drop that album and that album i think might be his best album that he's ever dropped uh i might actually talk about that album actually in the, in the album breakdown when i think about it um, yeah, that was probably the best album he ever dropped. Uh, again, like I said, when I did the White Noise episode, 
I wasn't a fan of Sexy Back. I'm still not a fan of Sexy Back. I would sing it if I have to, like at a karaoke joint or something. I sing it. But it's not something that I personally liked. I, I just, I was like, it could be better. It could be better. I love, but when he dropped uh, My Love with, with him and T.I., like, I was set in stone. I was like, yeah, all right, we got one. Okay, I'm cool with this. Okay, I'm 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 on board. I can I can fuck this album now. And then um uh what uh come around again uh the video, the song is forever. It takes like eight fucking minutes to get through that song. Like <laughs> it takes eight minutes. Um. But Timbaland produced his ass off of that project. That, well, Timbaland, that might be Timbaland's best production album since, like, Missy Aaliyah. Like, he killed that production on that album, man. That shit was phenomenal. Um, what goes around comes around. Fire your fucking song, man. Like, like, the video with him and Scarlett Johansson, like, that shit was fire, like, so like it was, it's one of those albums that you just gotta fuck with. Summer love, it's just like you put that shit on during the summer and you actually find a girl. Like oh man, this shit different. Hey, <laughs> I, I, I remember like I remember my sister playing that for me when we went to New Orleans for the first time after like Hurricane Katrina. I remember listening to that that song, being like man, this shit is fire. I was like man, this shit is fire. Um, and then. And then um, until the end of time, which might be the greatest. Yo, <sighs> to the end of time, man. Yeah, <laughs> like the emotions. Like you have that that you go back and remember that that, that song, man. Like I don't think people get that song. It's proper fucking respect, man. That shit is a classic, bro. Like it should be in the conversation. Of like wedding songs, like it is that fucking good. Like it is, it's up there, man. Like people can say whatever they say. Uh, Beyonce even remixed it. Like it was like, yo, that song should be in a conversation. It should have its own respect. Like I, I like it should be in a conversation with the thinking out louds from Ash Sharon and the thinking out louds and the hold on, we're just going home with like Drake. It like it should be in that conversation because that song is fucking phenomenal man like the structure his voice the 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 technique like every fucking thing about that song is fucking fantastic man like come on man like go i would just tell you go listen to that album and listen to the end of time it is literally the best fucking song you will ever probably hear i'm like it's there it's it's like god damn this shit is good like yeah the violins, the piano, like, oh, man, it's just, yeah, that shit fire, man. And then he dipped again. He left, <laughs> he just left this high and fucking dry, man. Like, he just dipped again. Um, But before he dipped, um, him and Nelly Vatado and Timbaland did a song. And then he was jumping on collaborations in and out of the, while he was doing movies, like, heavy structure movies. And... You know, around this time, that's when he started doing collabos. He did a collab with Rihanna, Sierra. Um, of course, everybody knows Dead and Gone with him and T.I. Like, that might be the best 
whew, shit, collab. Like, them two did fully together. Um, I remember him and Jamie Foxx and T.I. did Winter. Like, for a good bit of time before he physically did another album, he was just killing collaborations. When you got him on a collab, it was like some shit you had to listen to. Four minutes with him, Madonna, and Timbaland, like, like I don't even, like, listen to Madonna like that. But when they, when Tim and T- Justin Timberlake and Madonna's on a song, like, four minutes? Like, I listen to this shit. Like, you were hearing it in commercials, but you just didn't know who the fuck was on it. And then Madonna and Timbaland, and T- like, you're like, oh, shit, okay, Justin Timberlake, Timbaland and Madonna? Okay, I'll fuck with this. I will fuck with this. And, yeah, man, he his collaboration bag is fucking incredible. Like, if you go listen to his collaborations, you'll be like, damn, this motherfucker's been on a been on some good shit, man, like, and, and that's the thing, man, like, it, you know, even him and, okay, I didn't like this song when I was a kid, but I would even give AO Technology with him and 50 a firebanger, like, it was a good fucking song, just came out at the wrong time, but if he was to drop, like, if they would have dropped that shit, like, when 50 was at his peak, that shit would have banged, like, that shit would have been a massive fucking hit for 50, not saying it isn't, but it, it would have been a massive fucking hit for 50. Um, yeah, man, just like a bangers, man, like, like crazy hits, man, and 2013, he comes back to the musical, music scene with his, his next album, and it's, um, the 2020 Experience Part 1, um, which is the best one, I love Part 2, I, I don't get me wrong, him and Drake, Cabaret, um, TKO, uh, which I get, I get into part two, but part one, man, I think because it was such a long time since we had heard an album from him, like seven fucking years, a full body of work from Justin Timberlake, like, and then you hear it and you realize suit and tie with him and Hov, it's so like, what the fuck? I remember like that song coming out and immediately being like, oh shit, like, yo, this shit fire. And it was so laid back, and it made you want to go get a suit and tie. It really did. It made you want to go get your suit and tie, put your put your suit on. You know what I'm saying? Like go hang out. Like it was it was a different type of song, man. And then you listen to the body of work, listen to the song "Mirrors." I remember the first time I heard "Mirrors," and I immediately knew this is this is this is a like this is a fucking number one bullet hit, like. The 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 beginning of it's beautiful, but then you get to the breakdown. Oh my god, bro! Like again, Timberland, man, Timberland as a producer should be in a fucking Hall of Fame with his feet up. Like he is that dude, man. Like you hear the mirrors and you hear the fucking end, like the breakdown, the piano, him. Like ah, oh, that shit was so classic, man. But that's not even my favorite song of the project, like. The 2020 experience part one, my favorite song off the project was Blue Ocean Floor. Like I remember listening to that song and being immediately like being like, yo, this shit is this shit is fire, dude. <laughs> I, 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 you know, um, yeah, man. Blue Ocean Floor is my shit. I love Tunnel Vision, uh, Don't Hold the Wall, um, Push a Love Girl. Yeah, that show's fire. Like, I like that song. Um yeah, man. Like, Justin Timberlake's, like, part one of the 2020 experience was f- phenomenal. Uh, part two, I think, had more of the songs that you probably remember more now 
Um, for like I, like I said, murder with Jay Z, cabaret with him and Drake, um, TKO, uh, take back the night. Um, uh, what's the other fuck song? God damn it, I had it, just lost it. Um, drank you away. Yeah, when he goes to Tennessee, Justin, that shit is like fucking fire. <laughs> that shit is top notch greatness. Like, yo, like when he brings out the Tennessee kids, man, bruh. That's a different type of energy, man. Fuck it. Um What else is on that fucking project? I fucking had that song. Not a bad thing. That's the song. Not a bad thing. Fire. Fire, man. Like, fire fucking song, man. Like, he dropped his, and then he dropped another project, uh, Man in the Woods. Uh, Supplies is cool. Um, Pharrell beat on that was really fire. Um, Say something with him and Chris Stapleton, though, is the song that I think a lot of people loved about that project a lot. Um, Diddy did the Troll soundtrack. Uh, did another did a song with Michael Jackson off his uh posthumous project. Um, yeah. Uh, he did a uh Holy Grail with Jay Z. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he just did a song with Meek Mill a couple years ago. Believe it. Um, yeah. All in all, man. And there's rumors that he might be dropping an album soon. So that is true. I hope he is. Um, all in all, man. Justin Timberlake is one of those artists, man. He's only dropped four bodies of work by himself. If you count the insane shit, he's like seven. Um, but he has a song that dropped during the pandemic. What? Aunt Clemens. Um, oh, I forgot this fucking song name, man. It was like one of my favorite songs during the pandemic. It was like one of my favorite songs during the pandemic. Um, fuck, what is that song called? Um, it's right there on your, when you know you got it and you just can't fucking remember what the fuck it was. Um, yeah, him and Ann Clemens did this song, um, it was so fire, man. And like I said, it was it was it was during the time of the pandemic. Uh the twenty twenty election was going on. It was a lot of shit. And I remember just listening to that song and being like, yo, this shit is so good. Like, they matched each other. And I was just like, yo, this shit is a really great song. You if you when you see this episode, you know what I'm probably talking about. By the time I probably know to remember the song and everything, because I got recording and I'm gonna forget it. But uh, and he used, I used to listen to this song every fucking day um, when I first heard it. And then I, I just listened to it. Can't fucking remember the song now. Um, but yeah, Justin Timberlake, man, say what you want. The man has had an imp- an incredible era. 30 years of, of, of music and creating, you know, things and you know, from the movies to the music to anything he's done, man. He's one of my favorite artists because not only that I grew up on him, but because he's able to change with the time. And I think that some of those artists sometimes get stagnant 
and they don't change with the time. You see why a lot of these artists kind of always play into like the I'm still a man shit, but he has grown with the times musically too. I mean, musically, when you listen to his first album, Justified, compared to The Man in the Woods and or even 2020 Experience, it's two different men. Like you can tell it's two different men. You know, this man was 20 years old, one of the biggest pop stars of all time, like at that moment. And then you get to the 2020 experience, man is married with kids. Like it's two different fucking justice. So it's just like you you can tell like this is a different dude. This musically, he's a different guy. So as a fan of of music, a guy like Justin Tim, like you you become a fan of because you know that his evolution in the game has changed over the time. Thirty years of trying to stay relevant, even in music, or in the in the movie space, is hard as fuck to do and keep your name relevant. It's hard as fuck to do. So for him to have the ability to change with the times, that is why artists like Justin Timberlake will always, in my eyes, be one of my favorite artists because it's just something that he does that is just, he knows how to make music. And I think that's the most important thing, that he knows his music, he knows his, he knows what he needs to do to make himself one of those guys. And I think that for the, for the long haul, he's been a guy. Now, when I do this 30, the 90s, 2000s, 2010s, I got to pick a decade for when I'm going to talk about him. But for right now, <laughs> like, like for right now, um, he is one of those guys that you can actually make a case for the 2000s, but then also the 2010s, even in the 90s with NSYNC. So you can make a case for him. Um, and that's why I think he's one of those guys you cannot discount when it comes to the history of music because he just he's one of those dudes man he's one of those dudes um and i hope you guys enjoyed this episode man i'm brian janu been life at times music go listen to justin timberlake's music on all musical streaming services enjoy um i'll talk to you guys soon peace